Maggie <laughs> my cat just ran into the garbage can. <laughs> did you hear that? I didn't I didn't I didn't hear that, no. I did not hear Baggy run into the garbage God. can. It was such a loud sound. He's psychotic. <clears throat> anyway, okay, ready. <laughs> What's good everybody? Wanna welcome y'all to uh, another episode of Black Anime Reviews. Where we review anime, manga, co- comics, cartoons, whatever I f- we feel like, I feel like, who feels <laughs> like, you know, reviewing. Yeah. Today you have your main man, Aaron, a.k.a. the Lost Homie, a.k.a. the Anime Anthology. Here. <laughs> Here. And uh, uh, today, today, you know, we have our, we have, we have, we have the shawty. Let's go. Let's go. You, what's up, everybody? It's um your girl Braxton, the tiny giant, aka the baddest bitch on this podcast. AKA tiny giant. Yeah, I said that. that. Did I didn't hear that? I, See, I look, don't know how. How we started the pod thirty seconds asked. in, and you're not even listening. You're not even focused. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to ask off me. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. Um, but today we are reviewing, kind of, kind of. Kind of, yes, kind of not a review of Wonder Woman 1984. And this is our first review that isn't of an anime or a cartoon. Um, yep. Have I reviewed a cartoon before? I don't remember. But this is, we got to start doing cartoons. Watch a lot of That'd them. That'd be fun. Got to start doing that. I always forget. Um, but uh, first one that's like non-anime, non-whatever. It's the first like one that's a kind of the superhero world. Something that I want to start doing. More often or at least randomly, we'll find out. I don't know. I kind of just do whatever I feel like at the time. Um, so uh, for movies, I don't really have like an actual rubric like I usually do for anime. I can, as I, as I was trying to think of like how I wanted to do this, you can, I ca- kind of use the one that we already use for an- anime, but I feel like I kind of want to make something that's specific for live action because live action is just, it's, it's different than anime, especially like a series versus a movie and if like that. Similar, um, Similar processes in making it and doing all stuff, but then it's very different in you know how you know films are put together compared to series and how pacing works and plot and even like you know live action films you know animation isn't really animation but you can talk about the set pieces and how it looks and how the CGI works and the fight choreography like there's different there's different there's different stuff I have to put in there put into it and allowances and ABCFG so right now we're not really going to go by rubric we're still going to go by talking about you know the looks you know like like the looks the animation the set pieces how the background looks how it's filmed that kind of stuff we'll talk about that we'll talk about the the story how we really feel about the story we'll talk about the characters and then we'll talk about the uh production and how you feel about the music and you know the sounds and stuff like that because that's the, the that's constant no matter what and uh, still kind of give maybe a critical and a personal I don't know if I'm gonna give a critical well yeah I'll give a critical and a personal score because I can still do that and um, it'll probably be like maybe not a percentage this time maybe just out of ten we just say like one out of ten or something like that like a, a score out of ten whatever I'm not being te- <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not being so technical for this one this this time we're just gonna talk all right now. Um, if you want to see Wonder Woman 1984 and you haven't heard, you can either watch it on HBO Max or you can risk your life and go to the movie theater. I don't know why you'd want to do that. I, I have to say Just this. don't do it, bro. <laughs> Just I don't have, go. <laughs> besides, the, don't go in general. I have to preface saying this, but I do not think this is a movie that's worth seeing in theaters. Now, um, with this movie, 
Like, once we get into it, we'll explain it more, but I don't think it's worth seeing in theaters because overall, this movie does nothing new, different, or exciting, or unique enough to be seen in a theater. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, even something like Tenet, which has been mixed reviews, and some people say it's bad, some people say it's good, with the way that, you know, that director, I forget his name right now, Christopher Nolan? Is that Nolan? I think. Maybe Nolan. I think so. I can't remember. But the way he films movies and does movies, it will be a spectacle in theaters. So that's something you might want to see in theaters. You know, if you if you have the option of seeing it at home, that's something you want to see in theaters. And I understand if you did. Wonder Woman 1984 and most superhero movies in general, a lot of times don't do things that are so different or so amazing that you're not being seen in theaters. It's more going to theaters for the experience of watching your superhero with other superhero heads or superhero people. So mm-hmm. this movie, having not to, you'll go to a theater, you will be there more than likely with like five to 10 other people. It won't be enjoyable because the people around you won't really be hyped for it because it's not a good movie. And then it doesn't do anything different screen wise, so you won't really be like enamored the entire time you're going. So it's it's just not. I personally think if you really want to see this, get HBO Max for a month and and watch it there. But all right, so let's let's talk about the synopsis. So the synopsis of Wonder Woman 1984 is Diana Prince lives quietly among mortals in the vibrant, sleek 1980s. An era of excess driven by the pursuit of having it all. Though she's coming to her four powers, she maintains a low profile by curating ancient artifacts and only performing heroic agnito. But soon, Diana will have to muster all of her strength, wisdom, and courage as she finds herself squaring off against Maxwell Lord and the cheetah, a villainess who possesses superhuman strength and agility. Now... First things first, this movie being in the 80s, it and this is to its dad. So we're, we're getting into the appearance, how this movie looks. Firstly, I think I think this this is talk about like the set pieces and everything like that. I think they do they're trying to go for this 80 80s vibe, right? This 80s vibe, vibrant colors, bright, and nothing like that. And I, I think about this all the time when we have these kind of movies, right? The best time when we have these kind of movies that are set pieces that really bring back that 80s vibe like that, they're homages, but it's to a point. They don't go so cheesy because the reason why 80s movies are in the 80s, because that's that's the time period for them. Mm-hmm. We don't want an 80s movies, uh, a real authentic 80s movies in the 2010, in 2020. We don't want that. Because you look back and you go watch an 80s movie right now, you're going to be like, this is kind of bad. <laughs> you're like, this is kind of bad. This is not This is not that good. And so you want to, I mean, it's it's nice having the homages. It's, it's nice having those, you know, parodies. It's nice because it brings a little bit of brevity to the movie, to the film as a whole. But overall, you don't want to lean too far into that because then it, it begins to flaw the movie, which I think that's what it does in some way. I don't think that this movie looks ugly, though, for the most part. I think they do a good job with, uh, you know, when they actually get to the designs and set pieces. There's a good bit of CGI in here. Um, I think the CGI is 40% good and 60% bad. Yeah, I think I can say that. I think when when they're doing CGI of environments, it's not too bad. But when they're doing it of people. Oh, my um, God. I was waiting that's for you to get to this. <laughs> that's when it's bad. Um, <clears throat> go first, Braxton, before I, before I rip into it. Sure. You know, the way... It's just the running, people. The way that they made <laughs> Diana look. 
as she was running was an atrocity okay there is no re she looked like the most unathletic i don't even know why they did it they should have just cut 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 her every time she was about to run okay cut it just like they did in justice league make it all cutesy we didn't even need to see flash we just assumed he was flashing you know what i'm saying <laughs> no shit it was trash like Mm-mm-mm. It was it was like that the running thing was like and it, there's only two scenes. No, there's a few scenes, but I there, think most I'm about like, to two, say two <laughs> prominent scenes where we see her running, and it is horrible. It is horrendous. It horrendous. is the, it is and like people and people were trying to make allowances for this, but with again that whole eight, this is 80s, it's supposed to be a little cheesy. Da-da-da. But that's bad. That's bad. That's bad. Right. The 80s, the 80s were good for their time. Now you look back at the 80s, you're like, wow, compared to what we have now, that's kind of bad. Yes, because the 80s is supposed to stay in the 80s. I'm just saying, I'm saying, homages, parodies, great. I love it. But when you put too much of that into right. your movie, it makes it look bad. And then, and this, this is one, the most prominent, and there's gonna be spoilers in this. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's gonna be spoilers. There's <laughs> one part near the end of the movie, near the third act, where she starts running and her feet don't touch the ground. Not one foot touched the ground. Like running like, in these heels. And not one foot touches the ground. There was no reason. It looks, it looks like the road <laughs> runner. It's like the road runner running like a cartoon. Like it looks it looks bad. Just ugh. There is just, no excuse for that. Like at all. <laughs> it, no it, it's excuse. Worse. It's worse. I would say this is one of the worst. CGI wise, like I said, forty percent good, sixty percent bad. I would say this is one of the worst CGI looking wise than compared to all the DC movies. And I'll say this: DC, whether you like the movies or not, that's a whole different question. Their their CGI has been for the most part on point. You may not like the designs, but for the actual CGI part, it's the most on point. I don't like Batman vs Superman. I don't. I don't at all. But the CGI for the most part is good. Watching them fight, you know, that that bootleg ass. I don't even want to say his name because not who I don't I, watching them fight the, the third act of Bad vs. when they fight that bootleg ass thing. It, it, it I don't like the design. I don't think it's I, I still think it's a horrible moment, but it looks good. The CGI looks good. And I don't know if that was all Zack Snyder. I don't know who was on the team. I don't know who was doing it, but I don't know why they weren't asked to come back for this movie. Or they got somebody who actually knew how to do fucking CGI and fight scenes in different areas for this because that that was just horrendous. It was unnecessary, uncalled for. It it's like it's like when you, it's, it took a serious moment and made it hilarious, and you don't want to do that. Don't <sighs> it just, it just like it, it, ugh, it, it, I don't. Then and then we got to the part where she started flying and that looked bad to me. That was so bad. That was so bad. And it brought up oh. so many issues for me per- Hold personally. On, wait. The flying, her lassoing from lightning bolt to lightning bolt. Why was that? Anyway, I, again, I don't. I don't like, and again, there's some things I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with, but for me personally, it just didn't. It didn't make sense to the context of the film for her to start flying then. And I get the whole thing. And I was arguing with somebody on Twitter about this. I, as somebody who, who 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 I don't read a lot of comic books, but I watch the cartoons and cartoon movies, and I've, I I I know Wonder Woman can fly in the comics. The lasso does wild shit. Okay, we know it. All right, but the explanation for her flying isn't clear enough. Her remembering his words and then just seemingly starting to fly is just literally weird. literally just, that's what happened. Weird. It it doesn't really give you a good hold on like her actual ability of flight and it's random because she doesn't even need to fly like we get introduced to the invisible jet halfway through this movie 
I, I don't even halfway whatever through this movie, and then it it disappears. We never use it again. Why didn't she just fly using the jet? And then even and then I was like, it's like, I don't know. It just it just feels like it was a random power up that no is unnecessary, mm-hmm. isn't needed, right? And it's like one of those things where I feel like you didn't even have to show us her flying at that moment. Because it's the idea that it's something that's unnatural for her to fly. When, for the most part, everybody, like anybody who knows modern comic books just knows she can fly. Anybody who knows modern cartoons just knows that she can fly. So for me, it was like, like Superman's flying moment in Man of Steel, right? Him just flying. People didn't, people didn't need an explanation. One, because Superman's been in, me, in popular media for decades now. But also mm-hmm. because he just did it. He just didn't. People are like, okay, he can fly now. There wasn't some like, there wasn't some this this whole mystical thing going on with him that to make it happen, he just did it. And trying to give us a half-assed explanation, it just I don't know. I would have liked it better if maybe you know instead of show, us, us showing showing us her flying at the end when she lassoed you know the the air cuz she didn't she didn't lasso anything at the, at that moment when she flew into the air she just lassoed the air which another the lasso is another problem um <laughs> she, I, I wish that she had went back to her apartment got the golden armor we see her take that off we see her open it up da, 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 and then we teleport to the to the last to the last oh my fault and then we teleport to the last arena for the fight you're so to... passionate about how heinous this movie is. It's got you knocking shit over. <laughs> right? Like, it's like it, it, they had just done that, just teleported. And then maybe after that fight, we see her flying. We see her flying or we see her doing something and then remembering his words. It would have felt more grounded to me. It would have felt more important to me. I mean, but it just, yeah. I, I, I believe we on the tangent right here. But overall, <laughs> I, I it, just, it just didn't look... It looked okay. It looked like at some point they're trying to be overly cheesy. And then we didn't even talk about, if we're talking about looks, we got to talk about the final fight, which is a garbage pile. Um, mm. Final fight is garbage. Like It is. Garbage. It is. We wanted hand-to-hand combat, DC. That's what we wanted. We didn't want flying through the earth on a rope. That's not what we asked for. That's not what we were there to see. We didn't want underwater pitter-pattering around. It was ridiculous. <laughs> The the last the final fight one cheetah looks bad. Well, she okay. I don't say she looks bad. She looks average. She looks okay. You know what? I'm gonna say that she looks uninspired. There we go. That's that's sir. That's that's the that's the word I'm looking for. Uninspired. It's just kind of like they and I looking back now they purposely made it at night, which didn't really make sense. Purposely made it at night so you couldn't really see her. Right. And it's like and then they so they so. We we so we get this whole thing with her with the golden armor, right? Mm-hmm. Which her putting it on was cool, yeah, it was nice. But she didn't really need it. It was kind of random. She has a shield, she has a sword, and she has the lasso that can block bullets. She has a lot of she has a lot of weapons in her arsenal already. And it's not like she was going to fight a god. She wasn't fighting a god. She wasn't fighting somebody that needed that upper level of you know power. You know what I'm saying? She was fighting like maybe 15 humans with guns. That's she's done that before. She's done that and prospered. And she did not know that Cheetah was in her full battle mode, was in full fursuit and all that. So she did not need, she did not know that she was gonna need that. The suit was 
the suit was not needed in this in this in this movie. It was not right. needed. I agree. And then when, and like and then when she's fighting Cheetah, she's just playing defensive the whole time, and then like takes off the wings. And so you think when she takes off the wings, you think, oh, they about to go, they about to get dirty. They about it's to all going. dramatic and stuff. The music right. crescendos. Like <laughs> you oh thinking they about to go hand, they about to go hand, hand, hands. And then next thing you know, she starts last one like she got damn Spider-Man. And then like Cheetah follows her. And remember, it's this is a dark fight. So you're not really even seeing shit that's going on. Like the light, the lighting is changing drastically. You're not even seeing shit that's going on. And then so Cheetah jumps up, grabs up, grabs a Grabs one of the the light the um the uh grabs like a light pole and like one of the the light the the strings the five cables sort of like that and they start swinging and fighting each other while swinging. It's and ridiculous. It's, it's just so ridiculous. Like it's it's like it's not even cheesy. It's just and it looks horrible. It looks it's, horrible. It's like, literally as ridiculous as it sounds. Like I feel like people are gonna listen to this and be like, "There's no way." Like it was like. No, it was as ridiculous as it sounds. That's exactly what it looked like. It's just so, and and then like they like then then like one of them starts swinging around doing pirouettes in the air while holding <laughs> the lasso, and then like and then like <sighs> kicking, having her leg out, kicking. Yes. Just... <laughs> Atrocious. It just, it just look. It looks horrible. And and I mean. And we also have like some of their visual mistakes. There's a there's a two things. I one thing I one thing I didn't notice, one thing I did um did, did notice when she was saving the kids in in is in Africa not Africa in Egypt or Israel. I don't know where she was at that point. Cairo, it's just she was Cairo, Egypt. When she was in Egypt, there's a part where she's rolling with the kids, and you can notice that the kids are dummies. And I'm oh like, God. this is like that something scene, you could- that whole scene was that when whatever she what was she hanging on again. A helicopter or something? No, shoot. And then d- 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 again, that, that's getting the lasso. We'll talk about that in a minute. We'll get we'll get into the lasso in a minute. But this, like, she's saving the two kids. You can notice that they're dummies at, at a point in the thing, and that's just bad editing, bad you know visual effects, all that. And then there's another thing I did not notice by watching another review, and I watched with people, and they said the same thing that you could see the green screen in in uh, cheetah cheetah's glasses, Barbara's glasses. Um, in the beginning scenes, I didn't notice it, but apparently that's a that that was noticed by a lot of people. So like that's another thing that they got right, and it, it's like it's like it's like half measures that they took. It just again stuff that made this like you know talking about looks. I'm, not, I'm trying not to get too much in the story, but there's lots of story I can talk about. Getting about looks, and that's just nothing that's bad. And then so talk get into the lasso and the fight choreography, which I'm adding into looks. The lasso so- is ridiculous. I don't eat so literally let's just talk about the scene that Aaron was just talking about with the kids that look like they're dummies so before they they roll onto the street Diana is she swings down with her lasso I think on the bottom of a helicopter or something it was was, was a telephone pole oh are you sure it was moving though I'm pretty sure it was a a thing because she was was trying to get out the way it was like a light pole and then but it was behind her Okay, so, like, so she's was, swinging yeah. on this light pole. She scoops up the kids. Let's go of the lasso. We're supposed to think that she's slipped off. It looks like she has let go and just falls fine on the street with the dummies that are kids who should literally be dead. <laughs> just it was. Oh my god, that was so irritating to me. I was it was, like, it was so it's so weird because and this is the problem with the lasso in this movie is. 
the overuse of the lasso. That's the first thing. So talking about the fight choreography, they overused the fuck at the lasso. She the lasso, the lasso in way. every fight. Every fight. And that's not even like she like and although she does use it, like you watch the cartoons combo, she uses it a good amount of time. She uses her hands I, more times than she uses the lasso. I and was just about to say Wonder sword. Woman has hands. Like they literally made her look like a pussy, I think, in this movie for no reason. But that's that's another topic. It just, it just, it's like it just didn't make sense like she like they just did so much so like i got it felt like they felt like to me like they were trying to like maybe a lasso deal or lasso toy thing was coming out soon and so they had to like quickly put the lasso in everything so they could get kids to buy the toy i don't know it just it just felt weird the over her overusing the lasso for situations that didn't need a lasso and then also mm-hmm. the lasso being inconsistent so when we talk about the scene where her flying she's falling through the air and she swings the lasso to grab a plane in midair. And so, so, and she, and so let's say, it's, I mean, let's just, let's do some quick math, do some quick math, you know what I mean? Planes fly, you know, usually around above the clouds. Right? So this She's must in, be the scene that I was thinking about in the beginning. I probably combined them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like she's like falling falling down. She's she's about you know almost under cloud cover. You know you can still see clear buildings underneath her. Like she's she's high in the air, but you know you could estimate you know what I mean maybe like eight thousand feet, right? Right. Planes planes fly farther higher than that, right? Usually above cloud cover. She swings the lasso. She throws the lasso, and it reaches and hooks onto the plane, allowing her to get <laughs> higher. So I'm confused on how you. And the last not tied to Wonder Woman's and she powers. Has so, that several and then you times. have inconsistencies, use of the lasso. So then a movie is not made without conveniences. But there is an issue when it comes to the point where, like, okay, we already know what's going to happen. Like, that's not. I saw a clip for the, or arguably the best fight scene in the movie, and that's when they're in the uh, White House and they're fighting throughout the White House. That's. That is the best fight scene in the movie. I mean, or you could, I, you, I could argue people like the spe- the spectacle of the of the, the beginning scene where she uh, fights the robbers. People like that. I can understand that because it's nice. It's it's a spectacle. You know, what I mean, it's her being super. I don't know. I don't. I think it's dumb. But but the idea of um the the idea. Oh, what was I saying? I just I got so mad. The uh, <laughs> the white the White House <laughs> hey, thing. The white, right, the white House thing. I was watching it. I was watching it. I was watching a clip of it, and it's just like there are parts where you know Max Lord tells them to stop her, right? And so their their fight, they choose to fight. Like you know, there's a whole little standoff thing where they look at each other, and then like all the Secret Service and security is aiming their guns at them. Put your hands up! Stop! 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 Right? And then you know Cheetah and Wonder Woman look at each other, and they're like, okay. Then they go start fighting, right? And Cheetah's, in a way, almost killing these people, and Wonder Woman's trying to stop her from killing them. There's a few times where you just watch the security guards doing nothing, like not <laughs> shooting, not aiming, just kind of just watching things happen. And I'm like, you were just ordered to shoot people, and you're being brainwashed, and you were just ordered to kill kill them, and you're not shooting? And then there's like a part where like like Cheetah runs through pillars, but I'm like the room isn't that big. It's it's like it's continuity errors. Like it's these little little movie mistakes. And like that fight, I give credence. I'm a lot. I'm okay with Wonder Woman losing that fight. How she lost though, it's a bullshit. Facts. Because it's the overuse of the lasso. Wonder Woman has hands. She knows how to fight. Like she. You know like, something her, else. 
I'm just realizing it. Th- that scene kind of looked very similar to in the first movie when she's in that bank or whatever, surrounded by security guards with guns. Does she grab her lasso, yeah. Aaron? No, not at all. She, she pulls out it. those hands and she gets the job done. <laughs> and, and there was thing, no like, reason for this compared to the first movie. And I mean, you could talk about Justice League, whatever, Superman, whatever. Wonder Woman's fight choreography looks lazy. It's uninspired. It's boring. It's not interesting to look at at all. It's like and and I can I like the first the first scene. I can give that. That's the '80s thing. Like they're trying to you know be pay homage to that kind of spe- spectacle type of type of fight scene. That's cool. It's cool. But the rest of the movie has to at least meet par with the last movie, which it doesn't. The fight choreography is just, it's so, it's not fun. It's not fun. You're not going to have fun watching them fight. You're not going to have fun watching them fight. And I mean, some people like the the scene where they're, where they're in the convoy. And I think the convoy scene is okay. It's, it's just, it's nothing in there that, that made me stop and go, wow, this is amazing. Like, I'm not a, I'm not the biggest fan of the Wonder, first Wonder Woman movie. I still think it's, I think it's good. It's something I do enjoy rewatching. But I still think it has bigger flaws than people like to admit. But overall, it has some really amazing fight scenes in it that really that really capture the character and make her look bigger than the sum of her parts, right? And you know, we think about the best one. The best ones is when like she's fighting through the army in World War One. She's she's in you know she's in between the trenches. She's doing these things and it's spectacular. And she's throwing hands. She's throwing people. She's doing mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. And it, and it really gives you that idea that she is a strong. She's strong character who can do anything. Like she's that's a, a badass bitch. Okay, that's what we were all leaving. That's what we thought. That's what we felt when Wonder Woman steps on the scene. Everyone knows it's about to go down. And what did we get in this movie? Nada. Zilch. She cried over her man. That's what we got. She cried over her man. She wore a bird suit. And that was it. And I'm upset about it. <laughs> That's I too much it. I mean, there's no, and like, I, and like, again, I give, I, I, like I said, I give a lot of credence. I give a lot of, you know, air to the first, uh, first fight in the first scene, but just talking about it a little bit, it doesn't, it's, it's like it took Diana that long to apprehend four people that aren't mm. superpowered, and she was out here swinging through it like Batman. Like I mean, like, like the Spider-Man. main villain of like, this movie wasn't even a villain. He was a white man. <laughs> but that's that, like and that's and that's like the thing though. Like it's just it just felt like yeah, it just yeah. But anyway, it looks wise. I I'd probably give like a a smooth maybe five out of ten. Five out of ten. I didn't hate everything how it looked. There's just a lot of parts where I just felt like it just didn't meet the par. It doesn't even meet the work. Doesn't even meet like shit. Suicide. No, nah, I don't know. Say Suicide Squad. That's not gonna say that. It's better than Suicide Squad. I'm not gonna say that. that, that I like cool. Suicide Squad more than this. It is, but th- this looks better than Suicide Squad. But um, and you know what? Oh, I probably like Suicide Squad more because I had no expectations for it. So I kind of went in thinking it's going to be yeah. mediocre anyway. But with Wonder Woman, I was thinking it was going to be good. It'll be good because yeah, at I, least I, I, exactly I what you said, it was going to be as good as the first one. Yes, I I did have kind of mid to high expectations for this because I felt like Patty Jenkins had a good hand on the character. But I, I see that wasn't that wasn't too. But let's get into the story. Let's get into the story real quick. So, like you said, so first things first. It says Diana Prince is doing saving these people incognito let's talk about first why that's false one in the first scene we see her show up right and 
this we see her throw her uh tr which she, she's done before and i like how they used it again mm -hmm. they really only use it like twice which is stupid but she throws a tiara and she destroys three cameras and that's supposed to be our explanation for how she's doing this incognito right but when we see this in any other superhero or you know super character suit spot superman never really did this and like when he does do this he the area he's in he leaves immediately because people will he knows people will figure out it's him you know um you talk about like spider-man or batman or any other you know more famous single character when they do these kind of things they do it you know in the cover of darkness they do it at night or they wear darker clothes or they cover their face something like that one of them doesn't do that you're right but the thing is no one in the right mind first of all you destroy three cameras you're in a mall a mall even back in the 80s they had cameras a lot of cameras they had more than three and it's not like oh my god you already showed up on the scene and that, that's not even the first thing she did so you already showed up on the scene the cameras already got a picture of you they're already i'm already selling that shit to the news already like this like that doesn't make sense right. and then you're in a mall with hundreds of people swinging around people have seen your face they know who you are and my thing is with this is it ruins the continuity when we talk about how and i, and I talk about how in Batman vs superman ever suit man batman has to go back to find a picture from world war one to be like oh wow diana is wonder woman i knew it boom i figured it out detective shit but the thing is she was active in the 80s and i promise mm -hmm. you there's some it doesn't like she didn't destroy every camera she was in when she was in the white house she wasn't destroying cameras so people knew she was in the white house like it's and you, you, and you cannot, you're not telling me that she went into the White House and every time she walked to a new room, she was throwing her tiara around to break all the cameras because she wasn't. Right, so, right. It, so it's like, so, so it's, it, it messes with the continuity because it makes no sense that nobody knows who, either who she is or that she was active in the 80s. Right. So it seems like, because with, with the age that you have of Batman and Batman Superman, that man's like in his 50s or 60s. He like, he like 12, he like 12, 15 at this time. Come on now. This mm. is dumb. This is, and I, I don't see, I don't see a young Bruce Wayne recanting his wish. I don't see it. Okay. <laughs> I, don't I don't see, see that happening. I don't see that. A young Bruce Wayne is not recant, recanting his wish. But I don't even see an old Bruce Wayne recanting that wish. Okay. <laughs> that ruined his life. <laughs> <laughs> no Bruce Wayne is figuring out a way to make it so he can get his wish and, and still live. Yeah. And like still get it. So but it's, it's just like, it's the few continuity issues that deal, that plague like no the dceu and some of the planet a lack of really understanding as the, uh, having an overarching vision for the entire dc say when your one-off or your offshoot movies have a better continuity history than your actual mainline dceu movies makes no fucking sense but not that who's his name pablo i forgot the real actor's name i'm saying pablo please i i i, I really forget because he is putting on he a put on a show this man is he is putting his mm -hmm. all into this. Mm -hmm. All right. Every single ounce of his, his, I, I, and I love Pedro Pascal because now it's hard for me to look at him in other movies because of how well he played Maxwell Lord in this one. I'm like, yo, like I was watching the Mandalorian. I'm the whole time. I'm like, this is, this is Pedro Pascal. And he's playing a whole different character. I, this man is amazing. Like he's, he, he does so good as Maxwell Lord that like he steals the show in a lot of ways. And with his, this with how, how many plot points they're trying to put plots they're trying to put into this movie he becomes more of the star and less of the antagonist and less of the 
opposite. We, we start. I'm. I was waiting for the Pedro moments. I'm like, give me, give me Gal Gadot. Get, leave. I'm waiting for the Pedro moments. Right. Like, I don't want you. I want, I want Pedro. And so like he does it so well. And even I. I don't. I don't even like um, Barbara. Um, who plays Barbara? Uh, what is it? Uh, Kristen. K Kristen uh, Wig who plays Barbara or Cheetah. I don't fault her. I fought the script. The script failed her because she did, she did her too, best. Though. Right. I'm not no well I'm saying she did her best, but it's the script. Yeah. It is the script that failed. Wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. <laughs> but she like she definitely did her, I think she did the best she could with what she had. Yes. I, I don't I didn't have any real issues with Cheetah. That was like Cheetah's fault, you know? Yes. Like I had no problems with her acting. It was the situation around which made her Cheetah, which doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So this is we're talking about the villains first. Um with Cheetah, Cheetah becomes a villain because um, she meets Diana for five hours, and less than that, honestly. I was gonna say not even. Less than that. And then she wishes to be popular and strong and sexy like Diana. And it, for me, and for most people, it makes no sense. So the problem, so I'm gonna say the biggest problem with this film is its pacing. The pacing issues are the biggest problem with this film because within the first, I wanna say 30 to 40 minutes, we we are giving we're given all the development, all the story, right? And I mean, yeah, we get a little history of the stone later on in the movie, but we're basically given all the story of this entire movie within 30 to 40 minutes. So then, and this movie is two hours and 35 minutes. So you still have another almost hour and 30 minutes left of this movie. And you're like, yo, I know more like two hours, but two hours of this movie left. And we're like, yo, what is what else is there to tell us about these characters? Because literally like, you got it all. That's it's it. like we have everything. We know we know everybody's story. We know everybody's development. We know who everybody is. We know what everybody wants to do. So then I'm confused. Like, what is the what what else what else is there to do except you know, you know, build a spectacle? But the whole thing is just it's it's like it becomes it becomes bo um, boring, becomes burdensome because it makes no sense. So we have this. So we have this part where the reason why Cheetah doesn't make sense is because Cheetah, um, when we first see her in the beginning of the movie, it is her first day on the job at the Smithsonian, and that's where Diana works. And um, Diana works in secret, whatever like that. So she's shown. You no, know, she got glasses, shrinky hair, and she wears a skirt. <laughs> And she's, you know, and and to show us that she's clumsy, she drops all her notes thing on the ground, right? And trips so, over her heel. And trips over her heel because that's that that just that 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 means you're a nerd. Um, and so you know, Diana helps her pick up the things and stuff like that, and the boss comes out. And so the boss comes out and says, "Diana, have you? Do you know who Barbara is?" And Diana's like, "I don't know who that is." And Barbara, she's like, "Oh, it's me, it's me." So the boss says, Di Barbara." It, I, and again, this is a little bit of a, me adding a little bit of words, but basically she says, Barbara, even though it's your first day on the job, <laughs> we're going to give you this super important artifact brought in from the FBI from a robbery that happened over this weekend or whatever. And I'm sitting here and I'm watching that and I'm like, why would y'all do that? Like, why would, because... And, and it's like you're giving something so important. You're talking about oh, people don't notice me. I wish people noticed me. Da, 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 da. Your boss noticed you on the first day. Literally gave you a very important job to do. A very important job from a robbery that just happened. The FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigations, they could ask anybody in the country, and they went to somebody who had been working for twenty for for five minutes. 
Mm-hmm. Just up in the building. She but didn't yeah, even was, know your name at first. She did. The She's, FBI knew your name. That's right. <laughs> Literally. Handed off that valuable thing to you. And and so Diana becomes interested in her because she's because she's um uh looking at the artifact. And so we get about five minutes time um in which you know you know goes throughout the whole day because time doesn't matter in this universe, obviously. But I'm kidding, it's movie magic shit, whatever. You know. Um so we go through the rest of the day, it's about five minutes, you know, and Diana comes in. And I think we have like two guys that look at Diana. I think that's that's the most. It's the most we see of that. And she walks straight up to, to you know, uh, she walks straight up to Barbara, and they talk about the artifact a little bit. You know, Diana picks up the artifact, and she makes a wish. This is a wishing stone story. She makes a wish, and you know, puts it back down. Right? I think, and a guy comes up and makes a joke about the wishing stone, and then boom, that's it. So then they go to an early dinner. Right? They talk. Most dinners last what, especially if it's a new person, maybe hour and a half. I give them that hour and a half. Um, and then after that. Diane, Barbara's walking home. There's a like a like a, a really nasty guy. He's a sex. He's like sex. He's like harassing her, and he goes to touch her. And Diana comes out of nowhere and saves her, right? And then Diana tells her to, to go home, but Barbara instead goes back to work. And so at, we just add up this time. At an hour and a half at dinner, she does not walk home with her. Does not walk home with her. Hour and a half at dinner. Ten minutes at the office. They probably you know, but they t- they talk they talked on the way to. To, to dinner. So I'll give him like, you know, good another 30 minutes. So an hour and a half, you know, 40 minutes, 30, 40 minutes. That's about two hour and a half hours, right? That you've known mm-hmm. this person. And Diana at dinner, we hear her say this at dinner says, I don't go out. I don't talk to people. And, you know, Barbara's like, oh, no, you have to go out. Then Diana's like, no, nah, I stick alone to myself. And Barbara's like, oh, okay. And she, she accepts that. But then when she gets to stone, she says, I wish I was popular and I wish I was sexy and I wish I was, you know, you know all these things that Diana are, and I wish I was strong and stuff like that. And I'm just like, you don't know her. Right. <laughs> and nothing the movie has shown us that you're unattractive, mm-hmm. that you're that you're that that you're not noticed, that you're Hold not on, literally literally when she was supposedly oh she's dramatic you know she's changed she's gorgeous and confident now literally the change was she took off her skirt and was wearing leggings just do like what you want (laughs) and i'm and because our hair is the same throughout the whole thing and she just wears like tight clothes and no skirts and glasses and it's like wow and i'm like that's not like it's the worst movie trope and i hate it I, it's the worst superhero movie trope. I hate it. I hate it. The first few times, okay, it's new. We didn't see it before. We are in 2020. They was doing this shit in like what? 20 2012? It's been do something different. Like this. And, and my thing is this. And even if you are gonna do that, put more development underneath it. Give mm-hmm. us a few months. Give us some time to sit with the character and really be like, wow, people really don't notice her. She really not shit. Like, people really don't give her any time of day, but they make Diana look like she a god. Like, that. give us some type of some something, something right. to make us really be like, yeah, we to believe it. Yeah, like, we right. empathize with the character and her choice to be that. I didn't empathize with her because it didn't make any sense because it happened too quickly. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I can't empathize with a character like that. Like you're not giving us enough time with the character to empathize. So then after that, she's all of a sudden popular. She's making jokes. All the guys paying attention to her. All my dad, they're they're, 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 go, they're not doing work because they're looking at her. And I'm just like, this is just like so sudden. And 
that, that comes the second problem with this one. My second problem with this movie is that time does not exist in this movie. Everything in this movie happens more than likely within a week. That's really, I, yep. <laughs> and I really hate when they do that. Why does this happen within a week? Like we talk about the best Avengers movies and even the Captain America movies and you know Iron Man 3 and even Iron Man 1 and we talk about the best Marvel movies and the best of the DC movies, honestly. You know, we talk about, um, you could argue Man of Steel. We talk about Wonder Woman 1. We talk about um, Aquaman. We talk about Shazam. We talk about those. They happen over a stretch of time that is longer than a week. I think Shazam at least is a month. But, like, it's a, it's a stretch of time to where we get to sit with the characters. They get to be developed fully. And then we get to see their growth and to see who they will become, whether they regress mm -hmm. or whether they, you know, you know, um, transgressing is something new. It's something different. So, like, we get to see, because we get to sit with the character. Her development is so quick. It's so half-assed that there's no way we feel empathetic or sympathetic to her character. Hundred. It's literally, like, we're looking at her like she's stupid because it's like, yeah. what's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> why are you acting like that? That's what I was saying. Like, what, mm -hmm. what, like, where's, what's, what was the struggle? What's the suffering? Mm-hmm. Nothing mm -hmm. happened to you. <laughs> exactly. You tripped like, over your shoe. <laughs> That's what happened. You tripped over your heel and some stuff, and then you got the biggest assignment, one of the biggest assignments of your life. Right. And it's like. <laughs> and the first day of your new job, and then you became murderous, and we don't get it. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's, I don't know. If maybe they show like flashbacks of her from college or something yeah, like that. Anything to give something. Yeah, to give some type of meat to her character because her character is so bare bones and it's supposed to be like yeah you get it right she wears glasses and skirts you get it right like y'all get it right she wears that's glasses something and skirts. they need to retire that like just because you wear glasses does and you trip a lot does not mean you have to hate your life like what is that like <laughs> it does not mean you were bullied for your entire life and that Literally, come on. that's not it's, true it doesn't come mean on, you God. have no self-confidence that's not what it means it means you tripped that's it <laughs> It's, it's such a, it's such a useless plot point and something that's like again it's belabored and then we also talk about how they kind of give her the evil score that you know that that turn to darkness style music when she meets her harasser again and she beats him up he's looked at as kind of a victim right. and I'm just like what <laughs> why is that why is that that moment right why is that that moment that doesn't make sense that moment doesn't make sense why is that that moment mm, like I didn't even think about that. Like, and I, again, I didn't think about it. At first I thought it was good, but as I thought about it more, and again, I looked at, and I looked into other people's interpretations, mainly women's, because women, women are the one that are gonna sympathize with it more than a man. That's just being the truth of that kind of moment. And a, a lot of times it was like, they felt as though, because that was the moment where she was like, I like this power. And that's when the villain is like, oh yeah, I like what I can do with it. And I'm just like, he's not the, she's the victim still. Right. Like, he's not a victim. It, she should have been defending herself, and then instead, exactly. she, that was stupid. Ugh. Even honestly, even if she killed him, I still don't feel bad for the dude because because if he's done it to her, he's done it to other women. Right, and <laughs> he literally just... wasn't backing down from her. Like he did not give a fuck that she was upset. Like, <laughs> like it's just I don't know. It's just so. It's like such a half-assed way of doing it and creating these characters and creating this, especially this character that it just, it, it, it it's it's such a boring plot point. I just, plot, plot development, subplot, and I just hate it. And her, her end up siding with Maxwell Lord makes no sense either because she's clearly disgusted by him. I don't know if that's Christian Wiggs acting, but whatever. She's clearly disgusted by him, you know, by the end of the movie 
but she still sticks with him because of the promise of power. And it's just kind of like the, the biggest the, the biggest problem with this movie is it hinges. And I, again, I'm not I'm not some man hater and it's like that. I'm gonna dig it myself. But it hinges on men. It doesn't hinge on these women being their own characters, making their own decisions. It hinges on men. And and the thing is, even in Wonder Woman, the first movie, it and I think in this movie, any most superhero movies, it, it it's supposed to hinge on the main character or the villain's own decisions for themselves. It shouldn't be so that they're so codependent on another character that they are their only life force, unless like they're like twins or people who have to act in tandem or right. something like that. Like ain't nothing but a word, Aaron. Ain't nothing but a word. If I would have, and this is something I thought of yesterday, I would have liked the movie more if at the end of the movie, you know, after you know Wonder Woman lands with her golden suit and like that, and she's looking around and she fights all the army guys, she walks into the room and she walks in on Cheetah killing Maxwell Lord and or something like that. That would be cool. And that would have been cool because she's like, she's like, I know what you came here for. I know you came to take all our wishes back, but I won't let you do that. And she like kills him, something like that. And she's like, I make my own decisions. I I choose to stay like this or something like that. Like that would have been interesting. Right. That would have right. been like, wow. Like that would have that would have solidified her as a villain who thinks on her own and fights for her own stuff. Like that would have right. been. Like I would have enjoyed that, but the fact that like we don't get that, and she just becomes a pawn. She she's really just a pawn, a bodyguard. It's like she's not really a villain. Like her her final fight was ass. I'm like, like what is the? It's just. <sighs> but okay, but moving on. And from then that, we didn't even get to see. Oh, okay, we're moving. No, no, on. no, 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 practice. You gotta talk. You gotta talk. We're gonna be on here for. <laughs> I was gonna say we didn't even get to see like. Cheetah's development at all as a villain. Like, we didn't see, yeah. like, her... Exactly what you're saying. There was no sole motivation for her. And then that one good fight scene we got from her was in the White House when she was kicking Wonder Woman's ass for no reason, doing all these screwdriver dives through the freaking... She thunderclapped her little metal bracelets together and Cheetah dove through it. How? You were just tripping over your heel. You don't know how to fight? I don't understand what that was. <laughs> and, 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 yeah. and if you're going to do that, why didn't you show us... Show us her learning how to do it. Like I, don't, I didn't get it. It was just dumb. Yeah, it was like it was. It's like it's like it's like, it's like not having a training arc in an anime, and then like the, the villains are being like super powerful. All of a sudden, like what the heck? <laughs> we haven't seen you for two hundred episodes, and you're just now you just that nigga. Now, like, like we what? Seen you for five episodes, and you now now you just that nigga. You got power now. On top, on top of that randomness, we also have to watch our main character just get smacked around, backhanded across by everybody, thrown down. She's all beaten and bruised. I was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I think I understand, I understand that she is stronger than her, but Wonder Woman still should have put up more of a fight. And it's Thanks. like, but the thing is, it was this big reliance on the lasso for no reason. It was like, you don't need to, again, fighting Curry Feast is bad. But okay, moving on to, um, and you talked about kind of Cheetah's plots. Maxwell Lord, I'm not gonna talk too much about him. I think his wish was dumb, but I, I guess I can understand it. His wish was still fucking dumb to me. But yeah, and I don't understand why that was what he like to for that to be your jerk reaction after getting the stone. Like, why was that what you wished for? Like you weren't even gonna think about it a little. But it's like they it's like, and I think the the, the problem with Maxwell Lord's subplot is Actually, I'm gonna be honest. He has the most consistent plot in the movie. 
yes. most consistent and I think most interesting plot in the movie. He is the most interesting character. I keep saying that. Maxwell is the most interesting character in the movie. He cuz him him you know kind of fighting for his family, for his son and he feeling, you know, he's a con man, all these type of things and he's kind of fighting for his son and his family and it's like he loves his son. And you could tell right. that. They do like it's you know it's because of the acting. It's not because of the script. Pedro <laughs> Pascal does such a good job evoking his feelings and emotions it overpowers the movie he is the i i, I you know i'm saying i don't really have much problem i can't really talk about his, about his subplot i think he did a great job and i, I think I that's agree. also the worst part of the movie in the sense that your villain is and this is the same problem with birds of prey for me your villain is the best character in the movie <laughs> <laughs> like <sighs> it's just and anyway so i'm gonna move on here from him let's talk about wonder woman's plot Wonder Woman's plot is ass. And for me, it is a rehashing of the first movie's plot with no actual development, no actual growth that and it shows the main character uh, at all. Wonder Woman does not. And the thing is, the reason why movies like Thor 1 and Thor 2 are so bad is besides all the fluff and everything, like them not understanding, really understanding Thor as a character because he doesn't have to be taken as a joke and he doesn't have to be taken as overly serious. And they, like, Thor Ragnarok kind of takes him as a joke, while one, which is better than what they were doing before in 1 and 2. But, you know, there's very little growth in his overall character. Very little growth in his overall character in those two films. You know? So that that's why, you know, why you may dis... And like, I like Ant-Man 1 and Ant-Man 2 because... There's there's an overall growth in Scott Lang's character. He mm -hmm. he's not the same person, you know, at That's the end fact. of at the end of Ant Man One, Ant Man Two, and he's not the same person from the end of Ant Man from the beginning of Ant Man Two to the end of Ant Man Two. Like he is he. That's what we want to see. We want to see characters grow, change, become better. We want to see them either become better versions of themselves or realize something or or you know you know we want to go on that journey with them that's the point of these superhero movies we want right. to be able to see these, our comic book counterparts go on similar journeys outcomes in the movies and we don't get that and in one of one yeah i've heard leaving man's world i mean leaving themyscira to to go into man's world and you know you know fight for humans you know fight for man like that and this whole plot hinges on chris's character chris um whatever his last name is chris pine chris pine's pine. character for no you reason know. that's another thing that makes it annoying because like if you're gonna do that at least make it look like okay like we're in it with them we're emotionally invested oh my goodness this person is so important um we don't want anything to happen to them either chris pine was already dead his character was already dead and see, and that's, and that's like one of the biggest differences between one and between the one and the two. Because in one, she he's alive, he's living, and she's fighting. They fall in love and like that. And we have this arc where she has to, I say, let him die at the end because she's the she tells him, no, where you're going, don't fly the plane. No, no, if you do that, you'll die. Da, 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 da. But he does anyway because that's who he is. Right. And he dies, and she has that. That's where that arc. That's where that arc ends. That's where we get that closure of her. You know, ex having to accept his loss, and then you would think that as the years go on, she gets over it. She doesn't, and so in the second movie, she has him. She has she wishes him back. And first, we you know, I don't want to get into too much how his soul comes back in the soul of another man, and then they have that. that and then they didn't explain it. Like, but we have anyway. that. They don't, they don't explain shit. But they don't explain why that happened. Like in 
this small tangent, the wishing thing to me is very inconsistent because it doesn't explain how the wishes actually work. You know, like they like Chris Pines at one point explains like a monkey's paw, right? So like that means wishes have consequences on the person, right? But then again, the wishes themselves aren't necessarily like the wishes are random, right? Like you could wish for you could say I wish I had a pool, right? A, a an in-ground pool in my backyard. And by the logic of this wishing stone, you know, something will happen to you personally. It's it's a, it's an internal thing, not an external thing. So you might, I don't know, you you might not like water anymore. Like that might be your punishment, one. And then two, I wish I had an in-ground pool. The pool could be huge or it could be small. It could be in-ground, it could be under your house, or it could be across the street. Like it doesn't like, like the, the it doesn't like, when we talk about like a monkey's paw, or let's say even something easier to understand, a genie. When, 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 in all contemporary, you know, Aladdin and a lot of other, you know, media, when a genie comes out the bottle, the genie tells you, oh, only three things can happen. Like, you can't wish for more wishes. You have to be specific with your wish. And you have to, like, um, and you only get three wishes in total, right? Like, it tells you its rules so that the wisher knows the uh, wisher knows the parameters in which to make their wish. Now, this movie takes a very show-don't-tell aspect of storytelling with the wishing, which goes to a detriment, not a plus, because it never really outlines the realistic, it never really outlines the severity of making a said wish or the extent to how, ma how many wishes or what wish you can tell. So when Pedro Pascal's wish, I'm like, bro, why would you make that wish? Why wouldn't you just wish for an unlimited wishes? Right? Like, why would you wish for unlimited wishes? Why didn't like, you just wish for wealth? <laughs> why not? Why not wish for more wishing stones? Like you, <sighs> could, <laughs> like you could, like, it, like, and so when you have these things, it's like, well, it, it makes it, it makes it so like the wishing stone. It seems like it's, it's like this makes it feel like a MacGuffin type device when it could, it should really be properly explained. This is something that should be in some way, shape, or form properly explained. And there's, there was multiple points in this movie where where they where where they had the chance to properly explain it. And thing is, Chris Pine's thing with the monkey paw thing is an assumption. He doesn't really know. He just says, "Well, you know, it, you know, maybe, maybe it's like the like a monkey paw." That's not an explanation. That's an assumption. To, like, the, and, and so the whole wishing stone plot thing is dumb too. But speaking, but it's so amplified. It's amplified by the fact that he said that, and Diana just went with it. Diana <laughs> is very meticulous in detail. That is why Wonder Woman and Batman get along. The whole yes. time she was just like, okay, he he, here we go. Okay, he he, here, like what, bro? Where was the planning? I felt like she was finding out the plot just as we were. She was just a surprise. She had no idea. Yeah. Like, That's what? true. That's 100% truth. Oh my gosh. And I mean, okay, since we switched kind of over the plot of the stone, the stone also has this very this history behind it, but then there's no history behind it because they never really explain the history behind it. So they talk about because again, at no point are we told that the stone necessarily necessarily curses, um, uh, 
never doesn't curse the person using it in the sense that it doesn't corrupt them. Like it doesn't make them want to make more wishes. Doesn't want them. Doesn't make them become evil. Doesn't do anything like that. It's all a person to person thing. Because Wonder made a wish and she was fine. Like she got her. She got what she wanted. And she was cool. And you know, Barb made a wish. She got what she wanted. She wanted cool. And she didn't want to make more wishes. She didn't want to go and kill people or something like that. She became more murderous because Wonder Woman wanted to undo her wishes. It had nothing to do with the actual wishing stone. So it's like, and also the wishes when the 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 bet the 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 um what we're shown the whole time is that when you make a wish the 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 cutback the um the severity what what happens to you is internal not external so if i were to make a giant wish if i were to say i wish i was king of the planet from what we're shown in the movie then i'll become king but then i might lose a liver you know what I'm saying? Like, I think there's only one time where they show it maybe not being like that. And that's where the guy wishes for his ancestral land back. But then, like, but then the people turn on him because he, like, blocked the source of water or something like that. But that's not really a drawback. That's just him being dumb. That's just him making a stupid wish. Like, that's I, I, like, 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 he said, I want, like, he, he that's like, um, that's like him making a stupid wish. If he had said, oh, I want the wall to be 100 feet to the right then they wouldn't have been blocked off on water. Like, it's like, that's Facts. not like, like, that's the thing. It's like, when you don't, like, things are not explained, you, this, this becomes inconsistencies. It becomes where it's like, you could have done, like, it's, these, there needs to be some history behind it. There needs to be something that explains the stone to the fullest that gives us a handle on it. And it's like, wow, he shouldn't have wished for that. That was dumb. When it's really like, bro, you should have wished for this. Like, you should have just made it like this. You shouldn't have, like that, like something like that. And then, so we have two points where they talk about the history of the stone. When Diana and Steve, uh, um, Chris Pine, whatever, make it into his office, they see that he's been studying the stone forever. So they look, oh, wow, he's really been studying it. Crazy. And then they call Barbara. And then Bar when they tell Barbara, what do they tell Barbara? I forgot they tell Barbara at that point. But then they call Barbara. And I'm just like, okay, y'all didn't really do nothing. And then, and then they have this other point where they go and talk to this guy who's supposed to be Mayan or something like that. And this man has a horrible wig on. First of all, this man had Tyler Perry levels of wig. Um, God, like, you're taking me back. Was, I don't even want to think was, about it. That was Tyler Perry levels of, of, of wig. And like I said, so they said that the Mayans and all these, all these civilizations ended, um, ended, uh, um, mystifyingly, like no one knows why they ended, even though we know why the Mayans ended because of the Spanish Inquisition. But it's like, oh, the why did all these things because they had this wishing stone and they wish something. But I'm like, what if, what would the Mayans really wish for? You know what I'm saying? Like, there needs, like, if there was just a little bit more, they just give us more about the stone. I would set it more into, like, the reality of the universe and make it make sense. Instead of it being this wholly mystical device that has no rules or or only has certain rules or only does certain things, instead of giving it some type of base for what it is. And that's just, that's just how I feel. I kind of want to feel like I'm on a long tangent, but that's just how I feel about the stone. Stone, I feel like it's trash. It was a bad plot device that wasn't explained all the way. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I honestly but, wonder if they were trying to like piggyback off of Marvel with like we need a stone now. Let's get Loki <laughs> in on it. Like it was some bullshit. Like honestly, like and it kind of did because when they talk about the stone in the part where you're talking about the Mayan guys, she says a second, "Oh, this is the god of lies. He's known by many names." And then that's it. We get nothing else. We get nothing else about <sighs> the heritage of the gods and goddesses that exist in the world that is within Wonder Woman's wheelhouse. That is Wonder Woman's thing. It's a it thing. Trash. That is the whole daughter of Zeus, and she's all over there swinging from vine to vine. Are you kidding me? 
anyway. But it's like, but it's like, it's like, you know, it's just so, I don't know. It's just underexplained. But anyway, going back into her plot, again, her plot just feels like it's them redoing the first movie again for no reason. She's in love. She 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 needs Steve for everything. She needs Steve to understand everything that's going on. Ridiculous. And then for her to fight the last battle, she has to let Steve go. That is exactly word for word what happened in the first movie. <laughs> she needs Steve. They go on in the journey together where she needs him. And then to fight that final battle, she has to let him go. <laughs> And she's so she's so sad. She's so sad. She runs away. She's crying, and then she gets a new power. Yep. That's the same thing. That is that that is literally the same thing that happened in the first movie. Like literally the same thing. It's her same plot line redone. Like, and it's like you had no other ideas. All the history of Wonder Woman, all of it, and this is the story you go with. Like, I just it's just I just don't get it. Why it, it's 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 boring. I'm sorry. I, I I love their chemistry. Gal Gadot and Chris Pine's chemistry is amazing. I can't. It's undeniable. I can't lie. They're good together. And I mean, I guess, and so much filler in this movie, like them walking around and him marveling at eight nineteen eighty four. And I'm just like, <laughs> how much time is this taking? <laughs> right. Don't you guys like, have other things on the agenda? <laughs> Like and th- th- these are some scenes I think people like, but there's a the part where they're in the invisible jet and they're flying through the through fireworks. And my mom literally turned to me and said, "What is the point of the scene?" Oh my god! <laughs> and I'm looking at like I don't know, mom. Like I guess they're falling in love again. They're already in love. Like what is the? <laughs> <sighs> is, no he, idea. is she showing her? Is she showing? Is he showing her the wonders of flying? I'm confused. She's seen fireworks before. <laughs> It was ridiculous. I don't know. I guess he was supposed to be showing her the wonders of flying because that's when she said, that's the one thing I never understood. Your love for the air. And I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? I literally got irritated. I'm like, you're a literal Amazon. What do you mean you don't understand his love for the air? Did She jumped off. How tall was that cliff, Aaron, that she leaped off of? How long was she in the air for? Like, I don't understand. I don't know why they tried to make her look so weak. I don't know. <laughs> Oh my gosh! It's I don't know. And like, there's another scene. I guess not the problem with some of this. Some of the scenes are just too long. Like, there's a scene after the White House where they're, her and Steve were just walking through the street, and I know it was probably like a minute and a half or something like that. But it feels like ten minutes of them just stumbling through the street. And again, her and her whole getup. This isn't. This isn't. This isn't New York. This isn't like some place where they be doing weird shit in the middle of the street. They don't do that. Like. I'm not even saying New York, but like Times Square, they be wearing uniform, they be wearing, they be doing crazy stuff. This is like, like she's like stumbling around in her Wonder Woman uniform and everything like that. I'm like, so people don't know who you are, for one. But two, I'm like, this scene is too long. This this scene could be cut in half. We don't need to watch her stumbling down the street. It's just, oh. and like I have no emotional attachment to this because it's the same thing from the first movie. There's nothing different in her character arc from this movie. From the last movie. Nothing different. She does not change. She does not become better. All she can do is fly now. That's it. She does not become a better fighter. She doesn't become a better god. And some people are talking about how it has something to do with humanity. Her humanity. She's been living with mortals for this long. And she and at no point is it shown to us 
that she feels or acts like she is above humans. She just don't like y'all. I'm confused. When did when did not wanting to talk to people make you feel like you're better than them? And that's a great I, question. And I feel like that was kind of part of it. Like they were kind of showing us like how she was rude to that guy that worked at the White House or something like that. But how is she rude to him? He was clearly bothering her. He was clearly trying to get with her, who, and she don't like him. Who was she rude to? Remember that the the White House guy that talked trying to talk to her at the party. Um, he was like, "Hey, Diana, what's up?" Da, da, da. Diana was oh, like, "Oh, yeah." It's See, like, I didn't even up. think she was being rude. I literally didn't even think she was being rude. She don't, like, don't like him. And he keeps trying to talk to her. You can obviously see that he wants something more. And she tried to talk to him. And right. he tried to talk to her. Like, that's not like, and that's, it's like, it's like, there's nothing in this that talks about her, like, losing her humanity or anything like that. Like, that is dumb. Like, and she does not gain any more part of humanity. Because that's whole, what the whole first movie was about. In the first movie, she learned that men are worth fighting for. That the, the word of man is worth fighting for. That's what the whole first movie was about. Why is it the same thing as the second movie? Mm-mm. But yes, the plot is like a two Mm-mm. out of ten. Mm-mm. The plot is just garbage. It's uninteresting. It's trite. It's just it's just redoing the same thing they did in the last one. And I just I hate it. I hate it too. I hate oh. it too. Literally, I oh hate it too. Like I hate it. Um Next, talk about the characters, which we kind of already talked about a little bit. Um, I kind of said a lot. Braxton, what do, you, what, do you have anything to say? About the characters? Um, yeah, they just made Wonder Woman look super weak. I don't know why it was a hard decision for her to decide to let go of her already dead boyfriend and save the world. Um, she's Wonder Woman. I'm not saying like that's not a difficult decision, but that's diana freaking prince like is that even her last name whatever like that's are you serious like are you serious stop just stop it and then her running away crying stop it stop it she would already have been on the way to the villain she would already be on the way and then the fact Mm -hmm. that she just gave up when they're like okay well we have to figure out how, how can everyone keep their wishes and we make this right she was like i don't know and that was it (laughs) We didn't see any deliberation. We didn't and, see and, any and research. And, 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 Chris, and then Chris figures it out. I'm like, come on. Right. Man. Like, they just made her look so weak. I don't know why. Cheetah was cool, though. And, yeah, the villain um, was cool. And was there anybody else that mattered? I don't think so. so. Not really. <sighs> Not at all. That's I don't. Know. I, I think for characters, I I kind of have the same thing. I feel like they kind of just they watched Wonder Woman because even in the last one where she was falling in love, she still felt powerful. She still felt like her own woman. And this one, she just feels like a lovesick puppy that's following Chris everywhere. And mm-hmm. it's like it's it's such a bad rehashing of the story. Um, again, I don't really fault Chris Pine. I think Chris Pine did a good job as yeah, his yeah. character, as the script dictated for him to do. But I feel like a lot of these. A lot of this movie is actors being victims to how bad the script is. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't love Gal Gadot's acting. I can't say I love it, but I can't say this is fully her fault. The script did her no favors. Um, the script did Barbara no favors. Um, Maxwell Lord's character still amazing, but that's all because of Pedro Pascal. Because if I feel like if he had done it, just you know, if he had done it. Just to script, then it would have. Then his character would have been wasted, also. But 
I agree. He had to give it that extra razzle-dazzle. Yeah, he went above and beyond and really made that character. And um, I think, like, the re- the way that they make... The scriptwriters are so bad, and they made these characters so boring that Wonder Woman's final speech at the end of the... At, first of all, that final... Besides the final fight with Cheetah, which is bad, the final thing, the final fight with Pedro, with her, like, wrapping the lasso... Again, this whole lasso thing. Lasso around his leg and telling everybody the truth. So my dad, the speech was horrible. That speech would not oh have made God. me recant my wish. That speech was like, <sighs> what? I was, I was in the speech like, what? Why does this speech like she's a like, guest and the truth will set you free? And I know humans are are better than this. And and I'm just like, what? Kill that man. If you kill the stone and things go back to normal, kill him. You are a warrior. You have Thank murdered you. fathers. You have murdered fathers and mothers before. Don't start. <sighs> Don't start being all sappy now. Like I'm- Diana is the one to make those cutthroat decisions, and other heroes have to tell her to chill out. So what was this? It was um, it was just so. What was it? And then that that same scene when she has the lasso wrapped around his ankle or whatever. How did he just walk out of it? He said, "Oh my God, I need to get my son," and just left the scene. I said, "What? Okay, no jail time." <laughs> That whole thing doesn't make sense because everybody recants their wish. First of all, I don't believe that everybody in the earth recanted their wish. There's no and, shot that everybody yeah, in the earth recanted their wish. The wish. And even, even with that, why would the military take him back? Who's still alive? <sighs> God. <laughs> why would the military take him back if they're not brainwashed anymore? What? And why would they not take him to jail? Right. That's what I'm saying. No jail time. Why did Wonder Woman let him leave? Girl, get up. I don't understand. No jail. T- and it's like, again, I was, for me, I was in- messing with the continuity because people know Wonder Woman's active. That's the dumbest part. People know it. From 1984, maybe even before that, because they said there was 12 other incidents where it happened. She's been active. So my thing is, no one's memory was erased. No, like she didn't wish for people's memories be erased or something like that. So people know he almost started World War Three, right? And everyone just forget, went back like, to work. Everyone went to work. Like, oh yeah, there was this one guy who came in here and you know almost forced us to start World War Three, and we have camera evidence of all of it, and we could you know, and and we 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 he he messed up a whole studio, and we have video evidence from the from the broadcast that he reported. But you know what? He has a son, so we'll let him go. What exactly? Exactly. What? Oh, he needs to get. He needs to see his son. He needs to see his son, so we'll let him go. What? Okay. I'm excuse my horrible Spanish, but I'm just ugh. Nani? I don't know. Oh my god! But literally, literally. It was just uh, the characters. Three. You know what? You know what? That's. If I say three, that's all Pedro. Five. Yep. Give my five. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess I... Uh, no, I'm giving Di- Diana a one, and I would give Chris Pine a, a, a two, and I would give Cheetah a three, and I would give Pascal, yeah, a five. Yeah. Did what he, he, did, what he, he did what he had to do, but the script failed him also, because the script was dumb. Right. He did what he had to do. Um... Production-wise, I did not care for the music. So I had a problem. When they had the Superman scene, people were getting like, some people were getting emotional, like, oh, my gosh, they're paying homage to Man of Steel. And the whole time I was thinking, why? 
like you don't you don't watch like we didn't watch Spider-Man Homecoming and get like the theme song from Iron Man. Or or the theme song from Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Like why would they pay homage to another and it's not like this is Superboy or something like that. This is Wonder Woman. Why why doesn't she have her own theme song? Right. So I didn't I felt nothing for that. I thought that was dumb. I was like like I don't want we and nowhere in Thor Ragnarok were they playing the Doctor Strange theme song <laughs> from his movie. So why would they why would they play Superman's in a Wonder Woman movie? Exactly. I didn't even realize they did that. I totally didn't. Yeah, like I'm just like why are they homage to a kid? It's dumb. <laughs> like, there's so many parts of this movie where I'm just like this is so dumb. <laughs> It is so freaking dumb. Oh my god. It's so many times where I'm just like, why? Like, why would you pay homage to that movie? Get uh, I don't know. Anyway. Um, I think the music is fine. Um, I feel like Shout out the, to Hans Zimmer. Yeah, Hans Zimmer did what he had to do. I he do think does. there should have been, been more 80s music in it because it's set in the 80s. Um, and it's crazy how they went like cheesy with some 80s moments things, but then wouldn't play that much 80s music. I thought mm-hmm. that was dumb. Um, but Hans Zimmer did what he had to do. I'd probably give the music seven out of ten. Maybe Facts, seven. just for Hans. Just for Hans, seven out of ten. I didn't even but the eighties music is a that's a good shout because they didn't do yeah. that and they definitely missed out on it. They could have been playing playing some eighties music in the background when um Barbara was lifting those weights or something when she had that outfit on. Oh, that would have been, been cute. Yeah, that like one of those eighties like workout music video thing they could Yeah. Um uh sound sound design i don't for me my problem is i don't pay a lot of attention to sound design in movies unless it's like ridiculously bad and i can't say that this had any moments where i was like wow that's hilarious or like that's bad so i mean i uh, maybe a nine i guess it's, it's nothing like it's nothing that's spectacular nothing that's bad i think yeah maybe lower than that i don't know i try to i try to base sound design on how unique they make the sounds so again, like Fire Force being ten out of ten perfection, mwah, beautiful. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't mm-hmm. know how to grade this one. I don't know how to grade this one. It was just okay. Like, it, there's nothing in it that makes me like, wow, this is so crazy. Like, but there's nothing in it that was like, wow, this is horrible. So it's five. I don't know. I'm with you. It's whatever. All right, but overall, of all the ranting, you know, I got, I got to really give it to this movie. It was worse than I thought it could be. <laughs> And I really thought I, 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 I'll say this I really came into the movie hoping that it was good because mm-hmm. I want DC to prosper I want right. them to prosper their right. animated universe is so good even with the new 52 stuff they put in I don't really like it's so good I don't like Batman in, in the, in the uh, Dark Justice League I think that was dumb it was still better than this movie mm-hmm. and I just and for I no reason too for no reason uncalled for <laughs> Like Joker, amazing movie, right? Dark Knight trilogy, amazing, right? But every single DCEU movie is just plagued with problems, plagued with it. Like they don't want a good movie. Like they don't want to make a good cinematic universe. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I'm literally I, I'm quiet right now because there's literally nothing else I could even add. Like it's just it's just facts. <laughs> 
I think I'd probably give the movie a three out of ten. Yeah. At most. Yeah. I I can't really go over it. There's too many issues. The movie's too long. The development, the like, they don't develop the character. They develop they, the pacing is an issue. It's too it's too quick. Somebody said it was slow, but I think again, people I think people under misunderstand when pacing is slow or fast. Like pacing is like talking about how you spread out the development and how you spread out the plot, the the the, the char character development and plot development. So if a plot takes a long time to develop, it's like that. If it let's say if a plot, let's say if this wishing stone thing didn't get figured out, it's like the last twenty minutes of the movie. That's slow because it's like. We we've been here for two hours and you're just not figuring out the stone. That's slow. Right. The fact that everything is basically presented to us and told to us within the first thirty to forty minutes of the movie, just come on now, like it's fast. That's very fast. We're told everything so quickly that the rest of the movie is just garbage time. Like, <laughs> like what's what is the point? And this is more so like this is more so I could complain and rant about for this movie that when I just like. When we first got introduced to the stone. Oh, and they said, oh, Barbara, like, look at the get info on why. Did she recognize it from a dream? The mascara? We don't know. She Language. just was so perplexed. Oh, was that a piece of the stone? I thought that was a freaking yeah. bracelet, bro. It was, like, wrapped around the stone. I don't know. Oh, my but God. It, it's like, she looks at it, like, this is the God's language. What does it say? She never tells us what it says. She never tells us. And then <laughs> Chris Pine takes says. over. Chris Pine literally starts talking, and he can't even read it. <laughs> and it's like, and she drops. I'm like, did it hurt you? Did it burn you? Like, I'm right. confused. Like, why did she oh drop it? Like, you're that? taking it like, back right it's now. Like, it's like, it's just, there's just so many questions and so many things that I just feel like was left unanswered. Or, and it's like, I don't know. And I don't know. Some people said they brought it kind of back to like a comic book, but if this was a comic book, I wouldn't read it. Um, Definitely not it. worth a, a rewatch. Just saying. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think. Like three, I think. Like critically, I think mostly I'll probably give it a three out of ten. Personally, I'll probably get a zero. I'm never watching this movie again. Mm -hmm. If I, if I, if I, if I never watch this movie, it'll be too soon. Like I, <laughs> I would never, was, I would never yeah. by choice watch this movie. If I'm with somebody that's never seen it and they just want to watch it, I might leave the room. You know, but you know, I might this would be it. good background. This would be good background TV. Like when I really am about to get into like a Sims moment, that would be a good background for me for the TV or when oh, I'm about to play my Switch or something. You know, if you if you, if you, need, if you need to put like an older person to sleep, yeah, then like put this TV on. You need some you gray. Know? You need some gray sound in the background. Yeah, you some know, like, you like a baby to sleep or something like that. Like this is perfect. Perfect move right. for that. Mm -hmm. They will fall asleep mm -hmm. within like minutes because there's nothing interesting <laughs> about this movie. That's right. Um, but uh, we've been talking for a minute, but that is uh, that is our review or thoughts, opinions, whatever about Wonder Woman. I just need to get this off my chest. Um, I actually, I, I told Bryce I had an idea for like a better version of Wonder Woman, but I start working on Wonder Woman three, and I already know they're gonna dig Chris Pine's ass back up out the grave for this. Come on now! Oh God! Like why? Let that nigga die. Let, die! Let him die respectfully. Respectfully. Come on! It's just his time. It's over. Oh gosh! Let that nigga die. Ugh. But or at least give us a movie that is not set before Batman vs Superman, because I'll just fucking not continue it up again. Like. We didn't need to know what she Anything was doing. Would be better than this, bro. We didn't know that we didn't need to know what she was doing. Like I had like when Batman Superman came out and Batman had to go back to World War One to see what she was doing. At first I did have questions. Mm -hmm. I was like, why was she not active for almost like 
60 years. But I can forego that. I can ignore that. Right. That's ignorable. But then you put it in my face that she was active and she was gaining power. And yet she was getting her ass handed to him by fake ass doomsday. Mm-hmm. She was getting her ass handed to her by the envoy of Dark Side. When Wonder Woman is known to put paws on Dark Side, put paws on that nigga, she can kill Ares. That's what I'm about to say. Paws on the alien. That's what I'm about to say. She was giving Ares the hands, bro. But she can't put paws on the on the servant of an alien. My God, what? It's ridiculous. And I don't care if it's Joss Whedon and Zack Snyder who made it. Both of y'all fucked up. Mm-hmm. The Batman Superman, he couldn't put paws on them. She couldn't mm-hmm. put paws on a on fucking fake ass Doomsday. Mm-hmm. My thing is, if she can fly and if she has advanced healing, why didn't she plunge the Kryptonite dagger into his heart? She That's wouldn't have point. died. That's I'm- a great point. <laughs> it's not making sense here, ladies and gentlemen. I don't. It's I, not. I could- and why didn't she wear golden- Why didn't she wear the golden armor? Right. She could have, if she had the golden armor on with the wings, she could have took the sword, plunged it in, blocked herself with the with the with the wings and with the armor, and she wouldn't have died. Nope. Why didn't she do that? Mm-mm. Ladies and gentlemen, one plus one not equal two. It's not equal two. Oh equal my four. God. <laughs> We're doing a whole different equation. Mm-mm. It was a shame, really. Just a shame. Don't see it. You don't need to. <laughs> I, I mean, it is free, though. So maybe do see it. Just why not? Not free. You just got to pay $15 a month, but whatever. Oh, my God. Right. Forget but, it. Okay. I, I forgot to say, it's only, it's only on HBO Max for a month, and then it's only on theaters for how long? I don't know. I don't know. So, I wonder if they, they put it on HBO Max because it's not doing well, though. They they already announced that they're gonna release all their Warner Brothers or whatever's gonna release all their movies for the next year on HBO Max. Oh, okay. And theaters, they're gonna do both. Oh, gotcha. So it's gonna okay. be like a month, you know, that type of thing. But mm-hmm. yeah. I'm disgusted. Yeah, me too, brother. Me too. I feel dirty. Um, I feel dirty. <laughs> Okay, but peace out, y'all. Thank y'all for listening. If you agree, disagree, um, I honestly don't care. But I, you know, I do love discourse. So if you're coming here for respectful discourse, at me or at us on Twitter, um, or Instagram, whatever. I I like respectful discourse. I do. <laughs> I I don't like people who 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 do idiotic stuff because then I just don't feel like I'm not arguing with you. Mm-hmm. I'm not arguing with you. I would definitely, I would definitely talk about the movie. I'm not arguing with you, you know. Especially, I'm not gonna get into it. But <laughs> yes, you know, follow us on Black, you know, at BLXSK Anime on Twitter and Instagram and all that jazz. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Jazz. Oh my God! But all right, everybody, <laughs> have a great day. Whatever time you're listening to this, just enjoy the rest of it. Mm-hmm.